Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to JolieCare at gmail.com. I'm Daveless today which is probably a good thing because I'm going to girl out wicked hard on this episode. And I have to say, I did plan this deliberately because I knew that Dave wouldn't be here. I figured that if there was ever a time when I was going to talk about eyeliner and Korean skincare products, the time would come when Dave was away because I really don't want to hear him huffing and sighing over my excitement about Kat Von D metal crush eyeshadow, which I'm going to talk about because I'm obsessed with it. Um, Before we get in or before I get into it, who's this we? It's just me today. It's the royal me. Before I get into it, I want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all of the packages we're offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like us to consider making available. We have a new patron to thank this week. Big thank you to Jennifer Crispin. And a big thank you to all of our existing patrons, as always. Um, I also have um, I have an apology that I have to I have to give you, my my beloved listeners. And I I will also admit that this is one that I saved for when Dave wasn't here because I didn't want him to make fun of me. Well, he wouldn't have made fun of me, but I don't think he would have understood why I need to make this apology. And I think that he would have probably gone into a routine about how I didn't I didn't need to apologize. And actually, I do. Um, And it's not it's not something that I really want to debate. So a few weeks ago on the show, I I made an offhand comment about responding to an email someone had sent me about a fairly serious mold problem. Um, I sent her a very detailed response because it was it was a concerning enough situation that I didn't really want to leave her hanging um, and she and she didn't respond. Um, and I glibly expressed annoyance at the fact that she didn't write back to say thank you. And and I want to apologize for that. I should not have done that. Um, it is it is obviously fine for me to have sometimes some some annoyance or some negative feelings about the job that I do. Fortunately for me, that only happens like once a year because I love, love, love this job so much. Um, but what what isn't okay is that I should not have expressed it on this show. Um, and in part because it was a little petty of me. 
um, in part because none of you owe me anything. You, you do not need to say thank you. I am here. It is my job to receive your questions. And if I choose to answer them, that's my choice. And, and you don't owe me. You're not uh, obliged to me in any way. Um, the other reason that, that I owe you an apology for that behavior is that the result of it was very unexpected. Um, and, and it was lovely. And I'm very touched by it. But I also feel terribly. Um, a lot of people reached out to me on Twitter and email to say, I'm part of the problem. You answered one of my questions in your column or on the show or on Twitter, and I never said thank you. And um, that was that was not at all what I, what I intended. I didn't intend to make anyone feel bad or guilty um, at all. I, I, I feel terrible about it. I very much appreciate all of the notes that I got from people. You were very, very kind to me. Um, but I do want to apologize, and I just want to say that this was a lesson learned. I am not perfect. I make mistakes all the time. I pride myself on uh, responding well when I make mistakes. Um, and so hopefully I have done that, and I'd like to say I'm sorry. I would also like to say Ruth Ann, who wrote the first question that I'm going to answer today, um, I want to say thank you again for the lovely email that you sent. Ruth Ann was one of the people who wrote to me after hearing um, hearing me sort of being petty on the show. And she said, gosh, I realized that, you know, you had written a nice response to me and I didn't write back and so on and so forth. And Ruthann, thank you so much for your lovely email. You, you didn't absolutely did not have to write me back. Um, and, but I but I very much appreciate that you did. So with that, let's get into your really great question, which is, hi, I recently discovered you from your fresh air appearance and have been binging your columns and, and the projects they inspired ever since. This weekend, I washed sheets, successfully folding the fitted one, cleaned out bathroom drawers, and washed my bras in a mesh bag instead of letting them run loose. Oh, and I just bought, brought home a stained towel from my mother-in-law's house to OxyClean. But one thing I've often wondered about but can't find in the archive is how to clean hairbrushes. I'm pretty religious about pulling the hair out each time I brush, but they still tend to get kind of gunky with lintish stuff. Most of mine are the kind with a rubber base for the bristles, if that matters. If you've already covered this and I miss it, just point me in the right direction. And thanks for all your great work. Um, so I have written about this before. I will tell you where you can find this information, but I'm going to run through all of the how-tos about washing a hairbrush. Um, so one place where you can definitely find hairbrush washing instructions and a whole bunch of other stuff on a lot of what I'm going to talk about today as I girl out um, is in my book. There is a whole chapter. I, I and my editor refer to it uh, colloquially as the lady chapter. Um, it's a chapter that has all the information about cleaning hairbrushes and makeup brushes and pumice stones for all of you who need to clean your pumice stone and disposable or sorry reusable razors like all of that kind of stuff and there are some good disaster stories in there too for those of you who love the disaster stories as much as I do so if you if you if you're super girly and you're looking for cleaning advice uh, for all of your your beauty beautifying tools and products and lotions and potions go buy the book because that'll be a good good little reference for you there's also quite a lot on all of these topics on racked. Um, I think as most of you know, I've wound down my racks column. I'm still contributing from time to time. Um, we've just felt that after almost four years, that column had run its course and um, it's time for me to focus on some other stuff. But the archive is still there and it, and it has quite a lot in it that will be useful. Most importantly, 
Last week, my Esquire column was about washing hairbrushes, so I kind of chose this question on purpose. Um, but I, um, it was it was a particularly great one because I'm doing this thing at Esquire that was actually a little bit inspired by Racked, where once a month I run an Esquire staffer question. So I have my my colleagues at Esquire send me their own personal questions. My theory is that if an Esquire editor wants to know the answer, an Esquire reader probably also wants to know the answer. Um, and they've turned out to be super fun, and they're asking really great questions. So our deputy editor asked me if you should wash a hairbrush. And he was like, I've owned this like black plastic Conair hairbrush for I don't even know how long. I've certainly never cleaned it. Is that gross? Do I need to replace it? Like, is that okay? So, you know, as always kind of with me, um, the the answer is, like, it hasn't killed you yet, so it's probably fine. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world if you never, ever wash a hairbrush, but when you start thinking about it, you'll kind of be like, mm, yeah, I probably do want to wash that hairbrush. Um, and, and here are a few reasons why. So first of all, there's, like, all the dead hair, and, and I love that Ruth Ann said that she cleans out after every, every brush because I do that. I'm, like, really, um, I'm really compulsive about it. Um, and it does help to keep the brush clean if you you pull the hair out after um, after every brushing. Um, but though there are still those kind of grayish globs that form down at the base of the br- where the base of the bristle meets the, um, the the brush pad. And and what that is when you hear what that is, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna wash that brush. Um, that is a combination of um, like your head. Uh, like at your literal scalp, uh, the oil from your hair, product buildup, and then all of the ambient dust that's hanging around in your bathroom or your bedroom or wherever it is that you're keeping your hairbrush. So like, it's just, it's clumps of head, guys. Yeah, you want to wash it. The other thing about washing a hairbrush is super, super easy. Uh, this is like a two-minute two proposition. I, I mean, even if that, it's it's super, super easy. Okay, so here is how you are going to clean a hairbrush. If you have an all-plastic hairbrush, start by removing all the hair and then just put it in the dishwasher. Now, I'm also going to say this. The idea of putting the ha- a hairbrush in the dishwasher will gross a lot of people out. To be, to be perfectly blunt, even though I know that this is a, a totally fine thing to do, I personally would probably not put my hairbrush in the dishwasher just because the squick factor would be too much for me. And that's irrational, but that's okay because we're allowed to be irrational. Um, and I and it's part of my job to say, like, if that grosses you out, don't do it. There are other options. But if you're like, oh, man, that seems, that's, like, perfect because I don't want to, I don't want to have to do anything. I just want to get a clean hairbrush. Put it in the, um, the dishwasher. If you have a hairbrush that has a wood handle or any kind of specialty, like a like a tortoise or anything like that, that's not entirely made of plastic, don't put it in the dishwasher. The heat from the dishwasher will be too much and it will cause the handle to split. And, and you don't want that, obviously. Um, so... What you're going to do in that scenario where you're, where you're not using the dishwasher, either because you have a, a hairbrush that's not plastic or because it grosses you out too much, is you're going to wash the hairbrush in exactly the way you wash your hair. You're going to use shampoo, which the minute you hear it seems so incredibly obvious, but isn't like the first thing that, that most people's minds go to. Um, so yeah, so you're just going to use your shampoo. And what you're going to do is you're going to use just like a tiny, tiny bit. You do not need a lot at all. Um, 
I find that filling, just using my bathroom sink is the easiest way to do it. So you're going to clear all the hair out. If they're, if you're um, finding that it's hard to get all of the hair out, you can use a tiny pair of scissors to cut the hair out. Um, that's particularly helpful if you're cleaning a round brush where it's very difficult to get the hair out. Go ahead and just cut the hair straight out. Um, so clear out all the hair. I fill the fill the basin of your sink or a bowl or whatever is fine, but the basin of the sink is pretty easy. Um, about a third a third of the way up to halfway up with uh, warm water, just lukewarm water is fine. Put in one or two drops, a very small amount. You do not need a lot of shampoo for this job. Um, in and sort of move your hands around to create a little bit of suds in there, and then you're gonna put the brush into that solution. Now the important thing to know about this is that you don't want to submerge the handle. So I'm going to give you a little um, a little, a little tip. If the brush has, and we're going to talk about this much more with makeup brushes, but if the brush has like a metal ring in between the, the brush head, the bristle head and the handle, that little metal ring is called the ferrule. That's a good, good point beyond which you shouldn't expose water to the handle. Um, if it doesn't have it, just hold the handle and, and keep the, the head of the brush in and keep the handle up. So you're going to swish the brush around a few times, and then you can either use your hands or, or a plastic comb to kind of, um, kind of scrub in between the bristles, and that's going to loosen a whole bunch of stuff up. Then you just drain the water, rinse the brush under cool, you know, cool to lukewarm running water, and place it bristle side down on a towel to dry. Uh, that is all. That's how you wash a hairbrush. Super, super, super easy. Um, so, you know, as I said when we when I started this question, you don't need to do this. You're not going to die if you don't. But there are two scenarios in which you should be sort of more more diligent about cleaning a hairbrush. Um, the first is if you're a frequent user of dry shampoo, which I am. Um, so I really live this. Um, if you've brushed dry shampoo through your hair, there's going to be a lot of dry shampoo left on the brush. If then the next day you wash your hair and you go and you, you brush your hair, all of that dry shampoo is going to get in there and that's not good for it. So um, regularly washing brushes that you use for dry shampoo is a good idea. The other thing that you you should definitely get in the habit of doing is just rinsing off, um, you know, removing the hair and then rinsing the brush bristles after you've used the dry shampoo. Because uh, that will just get rid of most of the of the buildup of that. The other people, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that this is your affliction, but we all have afflictions. Um, is if you have dandruff. If you have dandruff, you should be washing your brush fairly frequently. I think, um, you know, once a, once a month is 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 good. Once a week would be better. Um, what will happen if you have dandruff is that you'll just be brushing more dandruff back into your hair. Um, so you don't want to do that. Um, okay, so that's all pretty pretty easy. Nothing like this isn't this isn't rocket science at all. Um, all right, so let's move on to our next question from Rachel. Rachel writes, "Hi Jolie, I'm wondering how to clean my makeup brushes. I use the Bare Minerals brushes, which I think are synthetic, but I have some others that I'm not sure about. The hairs seem to get caked with powder and face grease." I've tried cleaning them before with hand soap, but the brush texture texture changed, and I immediately broke out. And on a similar note, how do I clean a Clarisonic brush head, and how often? Thank you, Rachel. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the big guns, which is the makeup brushes. Um, Again, there's a whole bunch of information in my book about cleaning makeup brushes. There's also 
Um, definitely more than one racked column about cleaning makeup brushes. The other thing um, that I want to mention in terms of my racked contributions is that I somewhat recently, maybe about a month ago, did um, a newsletter for racked. And so it was I had the whole newsletter. I was it was three three separate pieces, I think. Um, so there were some some links to stuff for spring cleaning, like your wardrobe, and then there were two personal essays. I mention this because it will probably surprise most of you to hear this because you listen to this podcast in which I'm pretty open about talking about myself and my life and telling my own stories and all that kind of stuff. And I and I am that way um, in real life, and I'm definitely that way on on the show. But generally speaking, as um, as a rule, I don't write personal essays. So um, it was actually kind of unusual for me to write some personal essays for this newsletter. And they're very short and it's nothing in depth at all. Um, but it was unusual for me. So if you're sort of like, oh, a Jolie Care personal essay, go look for that um, newsletter edition that came out at the beginning of April. Um, but one of the things that I talked about was finding this um, makeup brush cleaner that I love using that has made me clean my brushes so much more often than I used to. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm going to sort of evangelize about that. And this is the part where I'm going to really grill out because I'm super excited about it. Um, par- part of this also is that, um, and this is this is part of the, the first personal essay um, of the two, was that in, as you guys know, because you've heard me talk about it, you've heard Dave carry, carry on um, about how I did the whole 30 in January and I wasn't drinking. Um, one of the things that happened during that, mo- well, <laughs> you all know what happened during that month. Um, but one, but one of the things that, that happened over and over and over again when people heard that I was doing the whole 30 and that I was still doing my dry January, keeping up my dry January tradition and all that was that they were like, how are you making it through this month without drinking? How are you going to make it through the inauguration without drinking? And, and I didn't say this to them because I, 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 I knew that it would be it wasn't what they wanted to hear and it wasn't what they needed to hear. Um, but actually, the answer was that the reason that I made it through that month OK was that I wasn't drinking. Um, the side effect of that, though, is that I did need some extra distractions, even though I've done dry Januarys in the past. Uh, obviously, this January was special and I needed extra distractions. And I found them in the form of becoming obsessed with skincare and makeup. Um, and so all of a sudden this spring, I had a collection that was way, 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 way bigger than the collection of beauty products that I had in December. Um, and I did a lot of spring cleaning around that. And that was part of what I wrote about for Rect. So um, the makeup brush stuff, because I was I was sort of amassing more products and more brushes, I, I developed a little bit of an obsession with colored bristle makeup brushes which of course like once you put your makeup on them they're not they lose their fun color um and i and i want to keep them as pristine as i can so i bought this um solid brush cleanser this is the stuff that i'm going to evangelize about um it's this it's the sephora brand it's called solid clean brush cleanser it's 14 dollars um to use it, you you unscrew the top. The, the little brick of cleanser stays in the container. And there's like a little nubbly silicone circular mat. You take that out. You, I put it in the bottom of my sink, but you could put it in the bottom of a bowl. I wet my brushes. 
I swipe them a few times on the on the solid cleanser. And then while lukewarm water is running, I swipe the brush back and forth on the little nubbly silicone pad. And you see this like colored water sort of flowing away and then you see it starting to run clear. So you know that the brush is clean. Um, it's incredibly easy. And there's just something about the fact that it's like a solid cleaner and I can just do it literally right in my sink that makes cleaning my brushes so much easier. And and especially with my eye makeup brushes, I found that I do the cleaning almost after every use, which allows me to do two things. The first is that um, I have, I have, some of you probably saw this on Twitter. Last year during the, so not, in, not this season, but the previous season during the Vanderpump Rules reunion, Lala Kent came out with like, the world's most jacked up makeup job. And I took a screenshot of it and I tweeted it and I was like, let La La Kent be a reminder to us all to clean our makeup brushes more often. This girl just looked like she had used the same brush for 17 different products that she was putting on her face. It was terrible. Um, so I, I mentioned that to mention that particularly with my eye makeup brushes, because I my eyeliner is, um, I use eyeshadow and a wet brush to, to line my eyes. Um, and I'm constantly switching between colors because even though I know that I should be wearing dark purple and plum eyeliners and eyeshadows because they bring out the, the blue green in my eye, I cannot resist an emerald green eyeliner. I know that sounds horrible. I promise it does not look as ugly as it as it sounds. That's the Kat Von D metal crush that I love so much. Um, the color is called Iggy. I think it's amazing. It's so bright. It's so green. It's irresistible to me. So anyway, I'm constantly switching between colors because like there'll be a day when I'm like, okay, be serious and put on your plum and look like a grown up and make your eyes pop. And then there are days when I'm like, I don't feel like a grown up and I'm going to wear green eyeliner. Tough shit. Sorry. Um, and, and so I don't want to be mixing the two. Like I don't want my, my plum and my green to mix. Cause then I look like Lala Kent and I don't want to look, I love Lala, but I don't want to look like Lala cause Lala's got jacked up makeup and I have good makeup. Okay. So there, there is my, there's my plug. Sephora is not paying me to say this. They should. Um, but there's my, there's my plug for the Sephora solid clean brush cleanser. If that does not sound appealing to you, if $14 is too much to spend, which is, that's totally fair. Um, there are totally a thousand different recipes for brush liquid brush cleaner. You can go and buy liquid brush cleaner. Sephora makes a house brush. Literally, basically every makeup brand has their own like in-house brush cleaning brand. You don't you don't even need them if you want them. Go and buy them. Great. You don't need them. There are a million recipes for DIY brush cleaner. There's one in my book. It's basically like water and baby shampoo and and maybe like some rubbing alcohol or something like that so lots and lots of different options you don't need to get overly like concerned about what actual cleaner you're using um what you're going to do if you're using a liquid cleaner this is the part that you do want to be careful about you want to pour the cleaner into a small into a small but like a ramekin would be perfect for this um and then you want to you want to put the brush into the cleaner but you do not want to swish it around you just want to submerge the bristles only up to the ferrule. Remember I was talking about during the um, the hairbrush, that metal ring. So your makeup brushes should certainly have a ferrule on them. Don't allow water to go beyond that ferrule. Only dip the brushes in, or sorry, the bristles in. 
and just let them absorb the, the cleaner. What that is going to allow for, if you don't swish the brush around, the cleaner won't get muddied. And you can use that same little ramekin of cleaner for brush after brush after brush after brush. If you swish and you muddy the cleaner, you're going to have to put fresh cleaner in. Um, when you're talking about bigger brushes, like your powder brushes, instead of putting them right in, if you're going to do a whole load, you might be better off spraying them, maybe um, decanting some of your your makeup brush cleaner into a little spray bottle and spraying them. Otherwise, the, the big brushes will almost absorb too much of the cleaner. Um, and, and you don't really want that. Uh, which I'm going to get to in just a second. So once the br- bristles have absorbed some of the cleaner, you're going to just take them out of the cleaner and you're just going to run the bristles back and forth on a on a dry rag or a dry paper towel. You only want to go back and forth. This is for those of you who love the Karate Kid in the way that I love the Karate Oh my, and damn it, I'm making a movie reference and Dave isn't even here to hear it to prove that I've seen the Karate Kid. Um, anyway, if you're fans of the Karate Kid in the way that I'm fans of the Karate Kid, you want to think paint the fence. Um, you don't want to work in a circular motion because that is going to make all the bristles go hinky and you don't want that. So just back and forth and back and forth. Paper towels are great for this until no more color is coming out. Then this is the very important part. This is this is what caused the breakout, actually. It's not the cleaner that, that was used. It was the fact that the brush, brushes didn't get rinsed well enough. And so you were putting the cleaner back onto your face. So that's the problem. So you want to rinse the brushes really, really, really well. The last step in all of this is that you want to reshape them and just lay them flat to dry. Um, so very, very easy, but I, but I really do. And, I, and I've used the, um, the liquid cleansers. I've done that whole routine. I just really, there's something that is so much easier about that solid cleanser. I, I really want to get all of you into it. And, you know, I'd like you to clean your, your brushes more often um, because, you know, I don't want, first of all, I don't want you looking like Lala Kent. I feel responsible for you listening. I want to make sure you're all looking your best. Um, but also it is important to clean your brushes because there's a lot of bacteria up in there. If you're prone to frequent breakouts, um, it's definitely a good idea to be cleaning your brushes pretty often. The other time when you really have got to clean the brushes is if you've had any kind of eye infection situation, um, so just bear that in mind. Um, okay. Now there was another question about the Clarisonic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm just gonna run through really quickly the instructions, but I'm also gonna say that there are full instructions in my book. Um, there are also full instructions in a whole bunch of old columns. Um, in terms of, let me answer the timing first because Rachel did ask about that. Uh, actually, you're, I, you guys are gonna kind of gag when you hear this, but um, you're supposed to clean the brush head once a week. And once a month, you're supposed to do deep cleaning of the brush head. I'm sure none of you are doing that. You should get right on that. Um, if you're cleaning your face with a dirty brush, your face isn't getting clean. Um, to, to regularly clean a Clarisonic, what you're going to do is you're going to massage a tiny amount of, of a mild soap, like a, like a baby shampoo, Dr. Bronner's would be great, uh, that's been diluted in water. Um, you're just going to massage that right into the, into the bristles with your hands and rinse it very, very, very well. Um, and dry it by holding the head up against a dry towel and running it for five seconds. Um, so that's your regular cre- cleaning. That's the thing that you should be doing once a week. For your deep cleaning, you're going to want to remove the head entirely from the handle. 
um, and scrub it with um, that same soap solution, just you know, a diluted mild soap. Um, but for this, you'll want to use a toothbrush so that you can kind of get in there. Um, you'll also want to wipe the handle off using a sudsy rag. Then you want to rinse both of those parts um, and air dry them overnight separately and then reassemble. Uh, that's the thing that you want to be doing once a month. So not it's not hard, but it's a thing that you should be um, adding adding in um, so that you're not scrubbing your face with the stuff that you scrubbed off the night before. Um, okay, so this is a good time to take a quick break. I will be right back with some more on spring cleaning our beauty routines. This is Ask a Theme Person, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. I've been talking about makeup. It's been it's been glorious, you guys. I love this. I'm girling out like a like a mad woman. I also have to say I was so excited about this episode. I totally didn't mean to, but I must have just been um, so much on the brain for me that this morning I got up and I colored my hair. And then my neighbor came over and she was like, "Okay, I'm I'm going to work now." My neighbor cuts my hair. She's a hairdresser. Um, She's an amazing neighbor to have. Um, and she was like, okay, I'm going to work. Um, you want to come by for a haircut? And I was like, yep, yeah, I'll come by after the gym. So I not only did I color my hair, I ended up getting a haircut too. Um, very exciting. Maybe when I leave here, I'll stop at Sephora and, and buy another Kat Von D Metal Crush. I was looking for one yesterday. I wanted the purple one, and they didn't have it at the Sephora that I went to. Um, so maybe I'll buy that for myself. And then I'll and then I'll feel better because I'm I'm behaving and wearing purple eyeshadow the way that I'm supposed to wear purple eyeshadow. Anyway, we have more questions now. We're now we're moving in a little bit away from the makeup portion of things, and we're going to move into the skincare. This is where this is where I feel like I might really shine because I'm really obsessed with skincare. Um, and I, I'll I'll talk about this as I get into the the questions and the answers. But you guys, I really want to hear from you about your favorite products. Like I don't I don't have I write I write for Esquire. I have a male podcast co-host. Like I don't have girls in my life anymore. <laughs> I need I need my girls, so I need to girl out. So if you want to tell me about your favorite makeup and skincare products and I don't know anything, just just let me email me or tweet at me. Um, love hearing from you guys. Okay. So Sadie writes, help. I use small white washcloths to oil cleanse my face. Now, the ones that I use for my regular cleansing are fine. They get clean with a wash in hot water and maybe some bleach for my own sanity to make sure they're really clean. She wrote that in all caps. But I also wash off my makeup and kind of use the cloth soaked in hot water like a makeup wipe to get the main makeup off my entire face after putting oil on my face. Some of the cloths have foundation mascara stains on them, and I don't know how to get them off. I've tried soaking them in a lot of bleach and water, and it's not helping. There's still brown and black stains on the cloths 
even after they're out of the dryer. How do I get these off? XOXO Sadie. Um, okay, so uh, you know, I always have to preface the stain removal instructions by saying that if they've been through the dryer with the stains on them, it's going to be a lot harder to get them out, and they may not come out. Um, but I, but I, but I think that we may, I think we may be able to get them out. And I also definitely, definitely have a lot to say about the towels that we're using in, as part of our makeup removing routine because. As I mentioned, at the beginning of the year, I became like super, super, super skincare obsessed and got into the whole like 10 step Korean skincare routine thing. I probably have like 20 steps at this stage in the game. Um, and it's really fun and I love it. And I didn't, I never really thought that I was, I would be this kind of girl. Um, it's not, it's not historically how I've been. Um, but once I kind of, as I'm sure you guys can imagine, once I kind of get interested in something, I go all in. I get, I you know, my obsessive tendencies do come out. Um, and I've and I've talked before about, you know, where the where the line with obsessive obsessive and compulsive behavior um, is for me, and you know, the fact that it's not a disorder for me because it doesn't negatively impact my life. But certainly, those are traits that I that I have, um, and I and I like to be up upfront and open about that. Um, so I, um, I, I picked up just, just like Sadie did. I picked up the, um, the habit of oil cleansing my face first and then using a foam cleanser afterwards. The, the oil cleanser, for those of you who don't know, that's what you use to take your, your makeup off. Um, and it does work incredibly well. The one thing is that you, um, you do sort of need to use a, a little washcloth to kind of like wipe, wipe everything off, um, I don't love splashing water on my face because I we talked about my fear of standing water already. So you guys know about that. Um, and, I, and I hate feeling drippy, um, which I also mentioned because if any of you have any tips on how to to clen- cleanse your face without the without all the drippiness, um, I, w- I would really like to hear it. For years, I used the makeup wipes because I just hated the feeling of dripping so much. Um, but they're wasteful and they're not that great and so on and so forth. And I, and I really do like the the oil cleansing and, and foam cleansing and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, so um, the washcloths, when you use them to take your makeup off, you should rinse them under running water right after the use. The running water should p- push out almost all of that, the sort of orange foundation and, and black mascara um, stains if you do it right right away. If you let it sit for even like five minutes, it's probably too much. So Right when you're done, just sort of hold it taut, um, hold the sections that are staying taut under running water, and, the, and that should push out a lot of the makeup. Um, another thing, and this is what I did, I bought dark, dark colored washcloths specifically for my makeup. So I have, I, have my, I have my white ones that are my ones that I use in the shower to clean my body, and then I have dark charcoal gray ones um, for my makeup so that I actually don't even have to worry about the stains because they don't show it. Um, and I know they're, you know, I don't care if they're stained because I know they're clean. I use a fresh one every night. I launder them every week, you know, my whole, my whole routine. Um, but then I don't have to see them because I have, uh, the dark washcloths. Um, so the other thing though, since we, you know, poor Sadie already has these white, white washcloths that, um, 
that are seeing that she wants to salvage is I th- here's the thing I I'm I'm actually not all that surprised to hear that chlorine bleach didn't do the trick I think you need oxygen bleach um I it's at some point I gotta really sit down I, and I have and I have people I can sit down and talk to about this but like I really gotta sit down and figure out what the difference in the chemical makeup of oxygen and, and chlorine bleach is and why oxygen bleach works so much better on stains than chlorine bleach because it doesn't seem like it should, but it does. Um, so, Sadie, what I what I think you need to do is I think you just need to fill up the 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 kitchen sink or the tub or a bucket with really, 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 really hot water and dissolve a big scoop or two of OxyClean and throw all of those stained um, washcloths in there and let them soak overnight and then launder them on hot, hot, hot water. And I think that probably will do the trick for you. Um, so that's my... That's my suggestion. And then I think going forward, um, just to sort of like maintain them, you might want to do, you know, like soak them in, in oxy solution for an hour once a month before laundering and just do a whole whole batch of them like that. Um, the other thing that Sadie should do is Sadie should take a page out of Sarah Elizabeth's book. So the next um, the next two things that I have to read actually – aren't questions. They're emails that I got from readers sharing things that they learned or tips. Um, and I thought that this was this would be a really, really good episode to um, to share these. One, because they're both kind of about like makeup and beauty routines and all of that stuff. Um, two, because we're girling out and we can do this kind of stuff when we girl out. Um, but also because I, I do really, I, I really do like love hearing from you guys. And so I'm hoping that if I share these emails, you guys will send me more of your own with tips, not just about cleaning, but like, you know, the skincare products you love and all that. If you need recommendations for anything, please tell me because I will give them to you. Um, okay, so I think that Sadie should take a page out of Sarah Elizabeth's book. Now, we, we must remember that Sarah Elizabeth is incredibly special to this podcast for many, many, many reasons. Uh, one, that she, she's a patron, and of course, you, you all are, are very special to us for that reason. Sarah Elizabeth is also the one who wrote that song about scrubbing bubbles that I played a, a few weeks ago. Um, and she's also asked a lot of really great questions, and she's just wonderful, and I, and I enjoy hearing from her so much. She's been with me since the hairpin, so she's also... Uh, an ask a clean person OG, um, and those those people hold a very very dear place in my heart. Okay, so here she she was writing to me about a whole bunch of things. So this is just a little snippet of one of one of her emails. So she says also another use for OxyClean, getting stains from your red clay face mask out of your washcloths. It doesn't get them totally back to their original white state, but a side by side comparison of oxy versus non oxy treated washcloths. Leads me to believe that OxyClean is the bomb diggity from my hippie face mask stains. I love that. I love you, Sarah Elizabeth. Thank you. That was such a good, such a good suggestion. So what she says she does is she uses, the, she puts her little mask on herself. And oh, also I want to talk to you guys about. I want to hear about your thoughts about masks. I feel like masks, not the sheet masks. The sheet masks are fine, but the the like you know, the, the smeary masks, I feel like they jack my face up a lot. And I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm super crazy about them. I have some, I have some samples. Oh, I have some Sephora samples. If ever anyone wants to like do a swap. Um, and I just keep resisting them because I'm, my skin is very sensitive and I, and I feel worried about them. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on masks. Um, okay. So Sarah, what Sarah Elizabeth does is she puts her little mask on. She right, wipes 
wipes it off with a washcloth and then she fills her sink with a little she like keeps her oxy under her sink which is very clever fills her sink with a little oxy gives him a little a little quick bath rings him rinses him rings him out and then launders him at a later date um anyway i just thought that was a great little tip and i wanted to share it um here is another thing this is a long one and it's great and i and i've been waiting for a while to share this um so here is just a curious little email I got from Ingrid, who writes, Hi, Jolie. Very happy you've added podcasting to your repertoire. I've read you since the hairpin days. My favorite. Thank you, Ingrid. But have developed a somewhat unmanageable RSS, RSS feed, which takes me a while to get through. Now I try to save your podcast for weekly cleaning, and it's going great so far. I was watching one of my favorite TV shows here in Japan and saw a tip I had never come across, even with my fairly extensive laundry knowledge. I took video of my TV for reference, some pretty satisfying stain removal action, but the idea goes as follows. For a set non-oil stain, soy sauce in the example, you pour boiling water into a mug and put the stained part over the steam. Using a toothbrush and working from the edges inward, you rub oxygenated bleach, I think, they just said bleach, but I think they only have the gentler kind, through the stain to get it out. Here's where they got me. When they asked the panel how they thought the cleaner guy would get out an oily stain, which was bolognese sauce, I was very confident it would be dishwashing liquid. However, they busted out cleansing oil for your face because makeup has a bunch of oil in it by the way they say you can also use it for ring around the collar situations and for single dudes they advise their shaving cream which will supposedly take off skin oil type stains these may be run-of-the-mill tips in the pro world but made me go whoa over my morning coffee keep on keeping the world clean and inspiring us messy people to be a little better well, Ingrid, I just want to say thank you, first of all, for this lovely note. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm very touched by um, how generous people are with, with me, with not only asking questions of me and trusting me with their problems, but also just to take the time to say, hey, I saw this, this weird little thing and thought of you, or I read this interesting thing and wanted to, to let you know about it. And even if it's something that I know about, I just appreciate that you thought of me. I, I think that's, I think that's really kind of you. Um, I also want to say that, and I've talked about this on the show before, I know that, uh, but I, but I want to I reiterate it, especially right now as we're sort of like com- coming up, up at the end of our spring cleaning content. This will actually be our last Wash What Happens episode because um, we've done six of them and I think six weeks of spring cleaning is plenty for all of us. Um, but I wanted to say that a lot of people tell me that they listen to my podcast when they're doing their weekly cleaning and I think that's great. I just, that's just like, it tickles me to no end. I think it's wonderful. Um, so if there are those of you out here out there who sort of like dread the cleaning, like maybe do listen to my podcast while you're doing the cleaning so that it's a little bit like less horrible, which is what I do at the gym. I listen to, I listen to one of my favorite podcasts at the gym and I, and I find actually it makes me really look forward to going to the gym, um, which is a crazy thing for me to be saying, but there you have it. Um, so I, here's the thing I did, 
I did kind of know about the the oil cleanser thing. I definitely know that the reason that it works for removing makeup is because it's oil plus oil. Um, I, I still think I would feel pretty nervous about putting cleansing oil on fabric. Um, but I, but I have definitely heard about the shaving cream thing. Um, and, and I do feel okay about that. So I think that for me, it's just a mental leap to say like, well, if shaving cream is fine, then, then cleansing oil is probably, probably fine too. Um, so anyway, I just thought, I just thought that was great and interesting, um, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Let me know if you if you all have ever tried anything like that and how how it's worked out for you. Um, and then my final request is that I'm about to run out of my um, my oil cleanser actually, and I'm looking for recommendations. So I'll tell you that right now I'm using the Too Cool for School. I have the oil cleanser and the foam cleanser. It's from the um, it's from the Za line. I love both of them. I like the scent of them. I like how they work. Um, but I always like trying new things. So if you have an oil cleanser you love, 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 tell me about it. I'll tell you the one um, that I don't love. I have the Tony Moly foam cleanser, and I don't love that. Um, I like a lot. I like the Tony Moly hand creams. I have I have two of them now. I have banana, and I just got apple yesterday. I got apple yesterday at um, TJ Maxx. I was very pleased with myself. And then today, you guys, I got a new pair of Jack Rogers at TJ Maxx. I'm a TJ Maxx. I'm a Maximista. Um, I've, I've been doing very, very well at TJ Maxx lately. Um, so anyway, I, I like the Tony Moly hand creams, and I like the little lip balms. I have the peach and the cherry. Um, but I don't... I'm the... the the foaming cleanser is the is the scent is too cloying for me. Um, so anyway, so if you've got recommendations of, on those products, I would love to hear from you. And on that note, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash askacleanperson and selecting one of the amazing rewards we're offering to our listeners. We would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.